Tonight, we remember the last time Jesus gathered his disciples together for a meal. The first verse of John 13 reminds us of the setting. It says, before the festival of the Passover. The festival of the Passover is an important detail worth noting. It connects Jesus to the story from the first reading we heard tonight in Exodus, where the lamb is sacrificed. That lamb had a particular purpose. When we think of sacrificial lambs, generally we think of Jesus and how his sacrifice brings about forgiveness of sins. But that's only one biblical understanding of sacrifice. In the Exodus story, the sacrifice of the lamb is for protection and liberation. The blood of the lamb is a sign on each house that God will protect them from harm and liberate them from oppression, particularly generations of slavery in Egypt. It was the sacrificial lamb that set in motion the events that allowed God's people to gain their freedom from captivity. It was the blood of the lamb spread over the doorposts of the home that caused God to pass over the house, sparing it from the 10th plague, the death of the firstborn. What's curious about all of that is this. The Exodus text tells the communities to remember and to celebrate something that hasn't happened yet. The text tells the people to sacrifice the lamb, to use the blood, to cook the meal, to eat it, and that all happens before they're rescued. It's a reminder of something that has yet to take place. God's deliverance and freedom from enslavement. Now, how strange is that? To remember something that hasn't happened yet. Before the angel passes over, before the people flee, before Moses parts the sea, before people crossing on dry ground even happens, they are to remember it and celebrate it. And not only will you remember and celebrate it before it occurs, but also into the future. And so it is for you. Remember that God is rescuing you from things that have yet to happen. Remember that God's salvation is already happening, but is not yet complete. The Passover is about rekindling memories. From centuries before Jesus, all the way up to this very week, Jewish people gather to rememorize the meal and the lamb and the events that led to their salvation every year during Passover. It was the reliving of those memories that brought Jesus and the disciples together for that last meal. And through that meal, Jesus asks us to continue remembering, continue thinking of all the ways God has redeemed and will continue to redeem us in Christ. Every meal we share at this table is a remembering of the Passover, of Jesus' 
of the Last Supper, of all the ways God redeems us, and even the redemption that hasn't happened yet. They're all remembered here. I'm struck by the rest of verse 1. It says, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus had a sense of what was next. He knew that things were culminating. He had spent three years teaching, healing, sharing wisdom. And the unifying theme for all of it was love. He loved those who were with him. All of them, including Judas. He did not turn Judas away. He invited him to stay through all of it. To experience the love of God all the way to the end. But sometimes our choices lead us down paths we don't intend to go. Verse 3 says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. Jesus recognizes that it's time for the final lesson. The last time that they're all together on this side. Jesus has one more chance to impress on his friends what the meaning of of everything he has said and done is. Jesus knows that God has put it in his hands. The choice about what comes next, how it all plays out, will be up to Jesus. It's up to Jesus to faithfully reveal who God is and what kinds of choices God is willing to make. One final example. It's the same teaching Jesus has given the disciples in a thousand different scenarios. What makes you great in the eyes of the world is not what makes you great in the kingdom of God. The world, Rome, Caesar's empire, they all measure greatness by power. Power to kill. Power to obtain power to control, but in God's kingdom, greatness is measured by love, humility, and service. Jesus kneels down, putting himself below everyone else. He picks up the dirtiest part of you and cleans it off. In the end, God would rather die than be thought of as vengeful. God would rather die than be viewed as full of wrath and hatred. Through Jesus, God wants to live on in your memories in this way. By serving others in love. Amen.